Hey, my name is Jason. I'm the producer of Relationship Radio. I wanted to let you know that we have a brand new website solely dedicated to working on your pies. Introducing itstartswithattraction.com. You can listen to every episode, learn about the pies, and sign up for our weekly newsletter. Go to itstartswithattraction.com. It starts with attraction, one word. It starts with attraction.com to get signed up today. Your spouse has strayed. He or she has become emotionally, maybe even more than that, involved with another person. But you still love your spouse. You truly want to save the marriage. You don't want to see all these years just go away. You stumbled across us at marriagehelper.com and you've seen the things that we teach and that we explain to you that if anything works, this will. And indeed, you have done your best to make those things work. But it's beginning to have an effect on you, a not very good effect on you. Hi, I'm Dr. Joe Beam. Welcome to Marriage Radio. We at marriagehelper.com do our best to help everyone save their marriages, if at all possible. And because hundreds of thousands of people have been through courses and workshops and seminars that I've developed, we know that the material that we teach is valid, that it does work, that it does make a difference. And as I just said a moment ago, we say often, if anything works, this will. If anything works, this will. So thank you for finding us, and thank you for implementing the principles that we've been teaching But what if you've been doing it and somehow it's detrimental to you? Specifically, I want to talk about one thing in this podcast, and that's this. We teach people that they should be a safe place. What we mean by that is you give the other person the opportunity to tell you things that they feel that you might reject them for. And that instead of rejecting those things that you hear, you actually protect them Sometimes we even say cherish, and when we say that, not that you cherish what you've heard, you may not like what you've heard at all, but cherish it in the sense that you understand that he or she has just told you a secret, something that they know you might do or can use at least to hurt them, and yet they've trusted you with it. We call it taking bricks off the wall, and if you want to find out more about that, you can go to marriagehelper.com, or if you wish, you can go to Amazon and get my book, The Art of Falling in Love by Joe Beam. And if you read in there, you'll read about how that people have this wall where they wall people off. And right now, if your spouse is straying, it is extremely likely that he or she has walled you off. And that can be a very difficult thing. And so we teach if and when he or she takes any kind of brick off that wall, whether it's just a small pebble or a huge boulder that you allow him or her to do so. And the way you do that is that you listen unemotionally as much as is possible. Now, specifically, I want to talk about what happens then if you're trying to be that safe place because you're trying to save your marriage and you and your spouse are communicating. And part of that communication that comes from your spouse is about the person that he or she is romantically involved with, emotionally connected to, perhaps even sexually involved with. Yes, that can be an extremely powerful thing, and we talk about it. I've given several illustrations and materials you can find free on marriagehelper.com. We also talk about it in some of the courses that we do. And in the illustrations I give, I talk about how that if you can allow him or her to do that, it will hurt. 
but that if you can still be that safe place so that he or she, your husband or your wife, can feel comfortable, if not completely comfortable, at least enough at ease that he or she can tell you these things, then you really can evolve into becoming his or her best friend. So that they get confused. Like I, I'm emotionally connected to this other person, but my spouse is becoming my best friend. I can tell him, I can tell her anything. And so I've given several illustrations about that over the years and tell people that if you can possibly do that, that's a good thing to do because, because when you allow your spouse to take that brick off the wall, he or she becomes closer to you when they feel accepted, when you don't use that to hurt them either directly by throwing it back into their faces or, or indirectly by telling it to someone else who may even then tell it to someone else and ultimately comes back and hurts them in some other way. Because when you don't, and again, forgive the phrase, cherish and protect, because I realize that you don't cherish hearing some of the things that you do. But if you don't cherish and protect, they quit being honest, they quit being open, they lie a lot more. If you are able to handle those bricks off the wall, they become more honest, more forthcoming. What I mean by that is that they tell you more because it's like, wow, you, you're listening, you understand. But here's the dilemma. Not everyone can do that. Yes, it's the principle we teach, and if you possibly can, I certainly suggest that you do, but not everybody can do it. Because the pain that you can experience from listening to your spouse talk about that other person can be quite substantial. Now, what I'm about to describe is more of an art than a science, so please hear it that way. What I mean by that is that if it were a science, I can tell you when this specific thing happens, this is what you do, you know, two plus two equals four kind of thing. But when you're dealing with human emotions, even dealing with human beings in general, it's just not a science. Quite often, it's just an art where that you get the principle, you understand that, and you apply it based on the situation as best you can. And you don't beat yourself up if you happen to apply it incorrectly on some given situation. I mean, people vacillate. People are different, not any of us are exactly like the rest of us, you understand. So here's the, here's the principle, the art that I'm asking you to apply if indeed you have a strange spouse and you're trying to put the marriage back together. If what he or she is telling you hurts, but even though it hurts, you can handle the hurt, then I suggest you allow him or her to be honest and open about whatever they say, even, even if they're talking about the other person. Now, I realize there are some people out there who claim to be marriage experts who say never allow your spouse to talk about the other person, and they believe that they're correct in that. I am quite convinced that that is not the best way to go, because if indeed you wish to renew this relationship, then you want to reestablish a friendship, and the deepest friendships occur when a person feels comfortable and being able to tell you, again, maybe not totally comfortable, but at least at ease enough, that he or she will tell you, everything, even the things they're scared to tell you for fear, for fear that you're going to react in some negative way. And so while others say, never let that string spouse talk about his or her lover, companion, mistress, whatever you want to call it, I suggest that you do, if, if you can handle it. Now, understand that there is, a, in my vocabulary, the way I look at it, there's a difference in hurt and damage. If it hurts and you can handle the hurt, 
there's still value in letting it happen. But if it's damaging, then it's time to stop it. Now, again, remember, this is an art, not a science, so listen carefully, if you will. One of the acronyms that we use in nearly everything we teach is one called PIES, one that a few years ago I came up with as I was trying to explain something about how people are attracted to each other. And as we developed PIES, that acronym, and I'll explain it in just a moment, as we developed PIES, we began to realize that it's applicable not just when it comes to one human being being attracted to another. It's applicable in many different situations in many different ways. Now, let me explain them what it stands for. The P stands for physical. The I for intellectual, the E for emotional, and the S for spiritual. Now, understand when I say spiritual, I'm not necessarily talking about religion. When we talk about the pies, the spiritual stands for beliefs and values. A quick explanation of that is though a belief is something that I hold to be true. A value is how I expect people to behave based on what I believe to be true. Now, when we talk about the pies and attraction, it's kind of easier to see there, I think. P, physical. Either a person is physically attracted to you or finds you neutral or actually can be negative and they want to get away from you because of the way you physically look. No time to explain that now. I'm sorry. Or intellectual. A person can be attracted, neutral, repulsive in, in the sense that this is a person that I think understands me enough that we can talk. We can communicate. We have enough similar vocabulary, enough similar understanding of life that we can actually communicate with each other. Emotional has to do with the fact that you do things that evoke emotions within the other person that the other person enjoys feelings. And so that would be a positive emotional appeal. Then there's neutral. The things you do don't really evoke emotion within him or her one way or the other. And then, of course, there's the negative side of it, where the things you do evoke emotions within the person that he or she does not enjoy feeling. Then spiritual has to do with beliefs and values. And if a person perceives that your belief and value system is similar to his, that's a positive. Or if they perceive that your belief and value system is actually superior to theirs, that's a positive as well. And then there's neutral. Like, well, your belief and value system is not like mine, but it's okay. I can handle it. And then there's the negative, which is no the beliefs and values you hold are much in contradiction to mine, and I can't be attracted to that. Now, take that same thing, P-I-E-S. Oh, and by the way, if you wish, you can change those words, if you change the letters, to body, mind, heart, and soul. You say, wait a minute, why didn't you say that to begin with? Because, <laughs> because it doesn't spell anything. So physical, intellectual, emotional, spiritual. Now, let's get back to the topic at hand. You say, how does that apply there? If what you tell me, if I'm becoming the safe place and say you're talking about your mistress, your lover, your companion, this person that, that you have strayed from me for, whatever you tell me is going to hurt if I love you. I'm not going to like it. I'm not going to enjoy it at all. But if I can tolerate it and understand not everybody can, and don't feel badly if somebody else can handle more of that than you can. Seriously, don't let that upset you. We're not all made the same. Certain people can lift really heavy weights and other people can't. Some people can run really fast and other people can't. Some people learn really fast. Other people learn slower. We're just all different, you understand. And so the fact that somebody you know or somebody you've read about is able to handle that kind of pain well doesn't mean necessarily that you can. And you certainly, certainly shouldn't beat yourself up if you can't. In other words, you are you. 
Now, even as I say this, be careful that you don't turn it into an excuse. The fact that when the other person tries to be open and honest with you, you just lambast them. And the way you excuse yourself as well, I, I just couldn't handle that pain. If it's true, it's true. But don't use it as an excuse, a justification for you to do something that is going to have a negative result. Now, I'm still trying to explain the difference in the art and the science here. Actually, just explain the art. And what's that? What is a rule of thumb that says that's enough. I shouldn't listen anymore. Obviously, if it hurts too badly, but let me explain it a different way. There's a difference in hearing something that hurts you because it just doesn't feel good. There's pain involved and something that damages you. You say, well, what do you mean? I suggest that if you can, you tolerate the hurt and allow the other person to be open and honest and transparent and tell you the things but if it begins to do damage to you, in other words, if it starts to damage you physically, what I mean by that is if it begins to make it where you can't eat or you find yourself eating ravenously because you're nervous and you just can't stop yourself and you start gaining weight. If you find yourself so stressed physically that your immune system begins to fail, that you begin to get sick a lot. You find yourself constantly fatigued. There are physical symptoms, by the way, of clinical depression. And it can do with changed eating habits. It can do with that, um, a lot of fatigue where you feel like you can't function. If it's beginning to affect you negatively physically, now we're not talking about just hurting. We're talking about damage. If it's damaging you intellectually, not just that you don't like to hear it and it's painful to hear, but it becomes something that you start to obsess about. It begins to change the way you think. For example, in an effort to try to, well, understand and relate to your spouse, you find yourself thinking ways that are not healthy or good for you. And so in your obsession, in your worries and those kinds of things, it's not just now a pain, it's now damaging you because it maybe keeps you from being productive at work. That if you're trying to read something, it's not just the occasional, oh, I can't concentrate right now, but it becomes pervasive where that you really can't read anything because you just can't keep your mind focused. When somebody tries to explain something to you, you constantly get lost in it, even if they're trying to make it as simple as possible. In other words, your brain becomes, oh, for lack of a better word, becomes fogged to the point that it's negatively affecting your life. Then we would call that damage, or at least I would call that damage, or emotionally. Yes, it hurts to hear your spouse talk about what he feels toward the other person. And yes, you won't like it whatsoever. But if it begins to affect you so that your emotions are just on edge. What I mean by that is you've got so much adrenaline pumping through you. You understand that the physical, intellectual, emotional, spiritual all intertangle with each other. That anything just really tears you apart. I'm not talking about that you see a sad TV show that reminds you of your situation and you begin to weep. That's hurting, but that's not necessarily damage. I'm talking about the fact where that, that your emotions are so on edge that you begin to read everything negatively. You begin to snap at your children, even when they do the slightest infraction or maybe no infraction at all. You begin to pull yourself away from other people so that 
let's say you were an active person at church, but you hardly go to church anymore, that your family that you used to spend time with, you don't want to be around anymore. You find yourself isolating and becoming basically a loner because you're just a total emotional wreck or sometimes just the exact opposite of that, where that you find yourself sobbing to anyone anywhere who will listen to you, even if they wind up almost complete strangers or people you barely know. And they say, how are you? And you just fall apart and your life is becoming, well, it becomes a life that you just can't live because your emotions are so out of shape that you just really can't function very well in life. And it affects your work. It affects your relationships. That's damage. To understand a lesser form of that would still be hurt. We're talking about damage and spiritually. Often, the way I see it damaging a person spiritually is that their own beliefs and values begin to change and in ways that are not good for them. Things they used to believe were wrong, they now, now start believing to be right. For example, and this is kind of extreme, but it'll get the point. I've seen sometimes people have what's called an emotional, oh, I'm sorry, a vengeance affair. To say what's a vengeance affair, it's when... It's when you've hurt me so badly that I want to go out and hurt you. And so I start sleeping with somebody else just to cause you pain. Or because I hurt so badly, I start drinking heavily when I used to think, okay, a drink every once in a while is all right. But you've gone much beyond that. You're actually encroaching on the area of being an alcoholic because you drink so badly. Or you start abusing your prescription drugs. Or you start, I think I've said enough, you get the point here. It's so that the person I used to be is a person that I am no longer being because I've actually modified my beliefs and values to allow me to do things I didn't do before, go places I wouldn't go before, say things I wouldn't say before. And it's not healthy. It's not that I'm growing and developing and becoming better. It's the fact that I'm not. As a matter of fact, I'm going just the other way. Now, if those things happen, any of those in the P, I, E, or S, if any of those things happen, start taking note of that and start realizing the damage that it's doing to you. It's not just hurt anymore. It's damaging you. Or if any of those same kinds of things are happening to your children because of what's going on, or if those same kinds of things are happening to your spouse while you're still listening to him or her being open and transparent and vulnerable, Instead of their becoming better, they actually start becoming worse physically, intellectually, emotionally, spiritually. They're actually degrading. Now, as I told you, it's more of an art than a science. But when it starts becoming damaging, particularly to you, that's the first place you look, or to those really close to you, such as your children, or even though you might be very angry with your spouse while you're trying to save the marriage, if it's happening to him or her, then it's time to start doing something differently. You see, we have a couple of Facebook groups. One is what we call our big group. It's called Save My Marriage. You actually have to apply to get in it and agree to our rules to actually get in that group. And there's, we try to keep it around 5,500. It could be thousands and thousands if we would allow it. But we try to keep it smaller than that because people in that group apply Save My Marriage. It's not the one Save My Marriage by other people. It's Save My Marriage. It's involved with or associated with Marriage Helper. And if you go look for the administrators in that group to see if you found the right one, see if I, Joe Beam, am one of the administrators. That'll be a way to find out. We have other administrators who are excellent in that. And if you get into that group, and again, you have to agree to a certain criteria, and we do have a limit on the number of people there, 
We'll often have people saying things like, well, I'm trying to be that safe place, like Dr. Beam said, but it's just destroying me to listen to my spouse talk about these things. What do I do? Well, that's what this podcast is about. If in tree, if indeed it is truly destroying you. I'm serious. If it's causing you damage physically, intellectually, emotionally, spiritually, any one of those or any combination of those, then it's time to do things differently. It's time to say, I do care. I do love you. I would like to salvage this marriage, but I can't handle listening to you talk about him or listening to you talk about her any longer. And so we're going to have to build a boundary here to respect me. What I'm asking you to do is that I'll listen to anything else you want to talk about. You can be as open and transparent as you want to be about other things. And there, make sure that these other things are things that are not damaging you as well. You understand that principle, surely. But about her, about that particular subject, I just can't deal with that. And so that has to stop. Now, they probably will stop just because you asked them to. If they continue, then you have to set a boundary. Find our podcast on... Um, Boundaries, The Definitive Guide to Boundaries, I think is the name of that, by Dr. Joe Beam. The Definitive Guide to Boundaries, and find that and listen to it, and it'll tell you how how to set boundaries. It'll also tell you how to set criteria. The difference is a boundary is something that you must stop doing, and if you don't stop, here's the consequence, and a criteria is something that you must start doing. And if you do start, here's a good consequence, and if you don't start, here's a negative consequence. But there's a time. There's a time when you finally say, I really want to be your safe place. I really want you to learn how to love me again. I want to be your friend. But this communication is damaging, and I cannot continue. And when you reach that point, it's okay. Don't beat yourself up. Don't think, well, I heard these other stories about how some person did that. Why can't I do that? Don't compare yourself to anybody else. Do the best you can for you. You are not superhuman. Actually, you may have already done some things that are superhuman now that I think about it. Many people do. But you don't have to be that person. There is a limit. There comes a time when it just has to stop. And when that point comes, think about it this way. If you sacrifice you for the sake of a relationship, what kind of relationship will it be if he or she does come back? If you have sacrificed you, when he or she comes back, what do they come back to? So be as strong as you can, be as safe as you can, listen as much as you can while they're in that situation or even when they come out of it, when they start going through the grief process and they want to talk about how much they miss that other person and how much they love that other person. The same principle applies then as it did back in the midst of the affair, whatever they were doing. If you can, even if it hurts, you listen. But once it starts becoming damaging, you know that's it. That's the limit. Don't beat yourself up. Don't sacrifice yourself. Accept reality. And when that occurs, you need to stop it. It's okay. You're all right. You didn't mess it up. You didn't blow it. You did as much as is humanly possible. Good for you. If we can help you in other ways, go to Marriage Helper. That's marriagehelper.com. If you would like to speak to one of our coaches who can guide you through how to do these things, then call us, 615-472-1161. That's 615-472-1161 right here in the good old U.S. of A. 
and ask about our coaching program to see if our coaches can help you if you need that help. You don't have to do this alone. We care.